You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. And welcome to Watchpoint Radio. I'm your host tonight, Kinder, and I'm here with Ben Guyton, also known as the Dude Abides. Yeah, yeah, what's going on tonight? And today on episode 152 of Watchpoint Radio, a Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to overwatching the state of the game, we have a few topics to talk about. Not much, but it's content. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. First off, we're going to talk about Baptiste and the meta and how it's evolving. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things that we've seen in our current games and what everybody's talking about. The whispers we've heard through Discord, the community, and things of that nature. Uh, after that, we've got a little bit of news about Mayhem and Visor.gg. Uh, big for them. Maybe, may or may not be big to you. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about our weekend overwatch, uh, finally finished some placements myself. And I think Ben's been playing a little bit as well. Yeah. I've been playing uh, a few games here and there. All right. And after that, we've got some community events to talk about. We even got a couple of new ones. Uh, and after that, we will be closing out the show. We are recording on April 2nd, 2019 for release on April the 3rd, 2019. The day after April fools, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you didn't get fooled too bad. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio and join our Discord community at discord.me slash mash those buttons. Thank you to all returning listeners. And if you're a first time listener, <clears throat> welcome to the show. And I forget all the shit that Ja usually says uh, between here and there, but whatever. Fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going uh, for it. Right, right. Ja's got his own, like, lay out and run down. He's super organized, multitask like a boss. I have diagnosed ADHD and fuck all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit too uh, much work for this. All right. Jaws going to like copy paste like uh, the Battle Bulk of Boy, you know, the MLG guy. Yeah, yeah. Overwatch is a community podcast. <laughs> no, Overwatch is community. No, Watchpoint Radio. Whatever. There See, this is why I don't fucking host a podcast. <laughs> We're off the rails early here tonight, folks. Uh yeah. It's always the best episodes, the ones that aren't like, you know, the whole like straight up rigorous, like samey samey kind of intro shit. You know, you never you never know what's gonna happen next. Keep it's really, it's really unexpected. Seat. It throws you for a loop. Right? I don't think anybody like goes on a show and they're like, oh, fuck, Kinder's hosting, except for Ja. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's an immediate headache for Ja, just the facepalm the entire episode listening. Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> I do not envy uh, Ja for having to edit this shit. No, not at all. <laughs> he's, he's a good man for doing what he does. Oh, yeah. I think it's a hardworking, hardworking guy right there. All right. So let's get things kicked off with Baptiste and the current meta. 
So one of the things I've been hearing lately on discords and places like that is that Mercy Baptiste and Ana Baptiste are really strong right now. Uh, something that you pointed out earlier in pre-show, uh, dude, was that Wrecking Ball and Winston are a really strong tank lineup right now, and I can definitely see that. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the yeah. comps right now are focused for a lot around mobility. And um, between Winston and Wrecking Ball, they're able to get in and out. Um, same with Mercy. That's why she's a little more uh, sustainable and effective right now because she can go in and out between those dive tanks. A um, lot of different uh, DPS heroes seeing play. A lot of Ash for all, all of a sudden. Um, that TNT right. is really strong. Um, and she does have a little bit of a, you know, crowd control to save herself. Um, right. I mean, Baptiste, as of today, is now live in comp. Um, so we'll see what that looks like in ladder, at least in plat and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to keep my meta, ear yeah. to. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to keep my ear to the ground uh, with uh, some of our higher level community members. Absolutely. Um, let's see. I can't. What's the guy's name? Uh, Yankee. I can't remember his uh, his actual screen name, but we call him Yankee in the Discord. He is a he's a GM player. He coached, uh, or he was supposed to coach the uh, podcasters team. He never showed up, but. The guy's really good, um, and he's usually like the last word uh, on the podcasters' Discord about things going on in the upper tier meta. And uh, one of the things he was talking about was uh, you use Baptiste to cover your mercy whenever she's rezzing, so just like throw down your lamp. Uh, you throw down lamp, and it covers mercy. It lets her get off pretty much a free res, and it's just GG. Um at a higher level, I could definitely see that uh, working and being huge because, you know, it takes them a second to kill that lamp. Even if it goes down immediately, it's going to be long enough to get off most reses. Yeah, it's going to definitely uh, sustain the res. Right. And if you're resing the right person, like especially a tank or um, or someone really mobile, things like that, or somebody with an ult, uh, that's a shit ton of value. And a guaranteed res without having like duck in the cover, that's huge. Well, not even to mention um, you save anyone else in that little area. And you're able between uh, Baptiste healing right there, you're able to burst someone up pretty quickly, anyone in that AOE. So it right. really kind of goes back to the old days of you think you have a fight one with, you know, it actually had to be multiple kills, but you're on the verge of getting multiple kills. He drops lamp. Mercy reses. It's a reset team fight. Kind of back to the sage, or, uh, season one and two and three days, you know? Right. And I'm sure there'll be a counterplay of that, you know, like always go for Baptiste first, which, you know, used to be kill Mercy first. Uh, Mercy's really slippery, though, and dives in and out of shit. And, you know, she can she has all that crazy mobility. Baptiste well, if, has mobility, but not quite as quickly and readily available as Mercy, I don't think. So maybe it won't be so bad. I mean, there is some counterplay to it as well. I mean, putting up the the sheet, the lamp doesn't actually block crowd control. So she's still sustainable to getting booped out of the way um, with, you know, the multiple number of characters that can do crowd control. I mean, a hog hook, Briggs uh, flail, not the flail, but the uh, whip shot, um, right. Lucio boop, Arissa boop, uh, halt. All these different abilities are going to stun her out of the animation anyway. <laughs> so there's definitely counterplay. You just won't be able to kill her before she reses, right. you know. Right. And I'm sure on the higher end of the ladder, you know, there'll be ways to deal with that and ways uh ways well, yeah, she'll still have to have a bubble or a shield you know um right there's still going to be a little bit more coordination involved than just putting the lamp down um but i think that's you know part of the lamp strategy you really have to work with your team to 
coordinate how that's going to be effective and whether it's going to be worth using because it is on such a long cooldown. Um, you're basically right. going to get one lamp per fight. So you got to make sure it's the right time to use it. Right. It, it is like an all or nothing ability for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, something that I noticed whenever I was playing, um, this is before Baptiste was live. I haven't played any today. Um, but I have noticed that a lot of DPS, like almost the entire DPS roster is viable right now in one, one way or the other. Um, I've seen tracers coming back into play. Lots of Genji, uh, junk rats, obviously viable right now. Um, Sombra's obviously viable. Doomfist is back in action for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of DPS counterplay, which is a lot of fun if you're a DPS player. Um, but tanks are kind of strange to play right now. Then I won't say that any tank particularly has become unplayable. Uh, but Ryan definitely se- seems to have suffered a bit of a decline. Um, and Winston has kind of come up where the mobility is more valuable. Well, and where when, where Ryan has dropped off, um, Arissa gained ground. Um, I played for probably five or six hours uh, between Saturday and Sunday this weekend. And if I was main tanking um, any sort of immobile comp, if it was on defense, it was Orisa, especially if I could say high ground. Um, Rialto, she's really effective on in a lot of places. Um, she's still really effective on Horizon Lunar Colony. Um, but it opened Numbani as well, but it opened up a lot more maps um, for her to be really effective with. Um, particularly fighting on the payload because you are faster while shooting. So you can really bubble dance a lot with her now. Um, and the fact that she can't get CC'd, you know, with Fortify makes her really potent. Um, so she's pretty good right now. But yeah, Winston feels phenomenal, especially in Primal Rage. Um, the uh, knockback's a little more consistent. Right. So you're able to get a lot more damage out of just one t- uh, specific target, you know, leading to a kill more regularly. Right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the boop definitely affects uh-huh. that, doesn't it? Yeah, you can juggle really easy now. Uh, where juggling used to be a pretty difficult thing to pull off, now it's a lot more consistent because he just keeps knocking him in the same direction. Right. And that that, that always felt like a weird, inconsistent, almost like ju- like strictly a survival tactic uh, ult anyway. It's kind of nice to see that actually have some utility on the offensive side. I think it's since the start of the game, and this is completely off topic, but uh, Winston's ult has gone from like one of the most useless ults in the game to one of the more effective ones as long as you know like how to reach the skill cap of his ult. Right. Um, because it's it's uh, evolved on its own without any buffs or anything either. They've never changed anything about it. Um, I don't really think. If there was as minor tweaks... Um, but it used to be just a get out of jail card to not die and have to reset. And now people can be so aggressive with it because they understand the juggle mechanic and how to really uh, deal some damage to some of the squishies and take healers out of the fights. Right. Uh, uh, let's hats see. off to you, Overwatch community. All right. <laughs> uh, like Jaw likes, like Jaw always loves to say, you know, leave the meta alone, and the community will find the way. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the uh, great examples of that, I guess. Yeah. Now, one thing that appears to be going on at every level of play is nobody is playing regular old goats anymore. Um, from what I understand, uh, some of our community members at the higher levels, uh, they haven't seen or played goats almost at all. And uh, a few of them were even saying that the times that they did play against goats, they rolled them uh, every time. 
so I'm guessing that the changes that Blizzard has made to the meta currently or to the to the DPS and all, all the other changes they made uh, has kind of accomplished the goal that they set out to do. But a lot of people, especially the the pro players, are kind of leaning towards dive goats with Winston becoming new meta. Yeah, and so one, I, one of the things to notice about uh, the pro scene, um, the pros typically aren't going to be the ones to develop uh, new strategies and new comps. They're typically going to be ones to utilize the most effective strategy in the game and become hyper-specialized at that exact composition and strategy because um, they, they know it leads to a win. Um, so I think you'll see new metas develop in the higher scenes, like in uh, you know the top 500 and uh, maybe Tier 3 and Tier 2 teams. I mean, that's where GOATS developed, right? Um, right. It was in Contenders. So you'll see a lot of the, those teams kind of trying some new stuff that they're going to be a little more ballsy with probably. Um, so I think Stage 2, as far as the pro scene, It'll probably be a lot of that Winston uh, goats, um, the kind of divey goats. But um, right. I think we'll see in stage three, some of the newer comps get fleshed out a little bit more in the lower scenes. It'll right. it'll it'll move its way upward, you know. Right now, uh, my personal predictions for the coming meta is obviously everybody's going to follow the pro meta once that's figured out. Um, that's almost without a doubt. Everybody was running goats at every tier, even if they didn't know what the hell they were doing, which kind of sucked. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for some interesting fights. Right. But eventually people started getting tired of goats and metas started developing within certain tiers, um, which you saw that in like platinum, gold, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and right now it appears to be at least in the, like the high gold, the low plat area where I've been kind of playing. Cause I, I never did, never did bother to climb my main account out, uh, last season. So I placed like right around the same area. Uh, we'll talk about that in, in the, <laughs> in our weekend overwatch. But, um, right now dive meta, like classic dive seems to be really powerful. Uh, at least in that particular range. Um, like I'm not even I'm not even talking about like modifying in any way, just like literal classic old dive running Winston, Lucio, the whole the whole gang, everybody. Um Farah is also really strong right now, uh, in platinum. Uh but like like I said, we'll get into more of that in the weekend overwatch. What's your prediction for the coming meta? Well, I think that fortunately we're we're going into a meta that's gonna be really diverse, where I think a lot of stuff's gonna work. Um Specifically in the area you're talking, uh, high gold, plat, even up into diamond, probably, where a lot of things will be very effective. Um, I did see a lot of dive too, um, with like traditional dive, like you said, but also a lot of modified dive with Sombra, because Sombra is ridiculously strong right now. Um, right. At least in that ballpark of SR. Um, right. EMP, a lot of people now know how to use EMP, again, from watching things like Overwatch League. So people are getting a lot more value and they're actually targeting Zenyatta's with the MPs, um, which you didn't see in that rank before. You know, right. so it's kind of interesting to see some of these players that even in the lower ranks pick up on the higher thought process of the strategy. So there is hope after all. There's there's hope. <laughs> people <laughs> are evolving. learning. They're evolving, man. It's <laughs> taking a while, but they're getting it. You know, that's I, I when I, I played the other night for like, like I said, a few hours. Um, and I, we'll get into more details of it, but it felt refreshing because it, it wasn't full of like just dumbasses all night. 
So it was pretty right. good. It made it enjoyable. <laughs> well, uh, I'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think DPS is an interesting part of the meta. Um, Soldier feels really strong, um, especially with how mobile he can be. Um, Reaper seems to be still really effective uh, with his lifesteal. Um, and I do think we'll see a little bit more. Not so much Genji because there's a great video out right now of what happens to Genji in top 500 uh, when he pops his blade. Uh, Samito put it out there. Um, this Genji just gets CC'd four different ways before getting deleted and just keeps <laughs> slight, like swash, uh, slicing away but never comes close to anyone actually hitting with his blade. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, this is why you don't play Genji right now at uh, top 500. And then another video is out of how to play Genji at top 500. And he walks out of spawn room, turns around and goes and changes heroes. So apparently <laughs> he's a big joke right now up there. Um, but oh, he's man. effective. He's really effective good... in golden plat, you know? Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of good luck with him lately. Oh yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't disagree. I played with him the other night and he was, he was carrying pretty hard as far as getting kills. I mean, I was diving with him and we were just cleaning people up. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that that's something that somebody told me once. Um, whenever I was playing with the podcaster guys, um, the best way to tell how good a team is or how effective a team is together uh, is to watch how they respond to a diving Genji. Um, if you've got a good Genji and you dive on a team and they respond accordingly, they respond well to it, and they deal with you. Uh, then they're probably a well-coordinated team. But yeah. if they panic a bit uh, and don't deal with you immediately, uh, then they're probably not so coordinated. And that rang really true <laughs> in one of our matches. Uh, I think it was our match against the guys that ended up winning the last or the first. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they dove us with, granted, a very, very skilled GM Genji. I think he might have been the top 500. I'm not sure. But... He tore us a freaking new one, and we were completely discombobulated. It didn't help that we were uh, that we were subbing in two different people. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you guys did lineup changes, right? And we did. We actually we were missing a DPS and having to sub in a Lucio main, which yeah. just completely screwed us up. But still, we did not respond well to that at all, and it showed. Well, I don't all know right. if this is going to be any indication of meta. But one comp that we did run the other night with the guys I was playing with, which was really, really effective, um, was Wrecking Ball, Zarya, and Genji. Kind of as like the tip of the spear for a dive. And you know, Zarya is not really a dive comp person. Right. But with Lucia next to her, she can speed in there and the bubbles that she can provide to Genji just really go deep with the sustainable damage of Genji being getting her a lot of charge now. Um, right. You know, you kind of initiate the dive with Winston popping someone up. So Genji gets a free dash on whoever he wants. Um, and that's when you hit, hit the bubble on him and just kind of just all dive in there together. So it's a little right. more of a delayed dive, but it, it was really effective in the games we were playing. So, right. And, and uh, a bubbled Genji is a scary fucking thing, especially if he's ulting. Yeah. I mean, multiple times we got four and five kill uh, blades by just having him go in nano and bubble. And just let them go to work. Right. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing we talk about a lot on this show is like any semblance, any semblance of coordination uh, in anything below like mid plat is going to win you games. And that kind of thing, like even just that is enough. Yeah. And it can be a wonky comp. I mean, like I said, it was Anna, Lucio, Zarya, 
um, Hamster, uh, Genji, and I think Soldier. Um, and it, it, it worked really well. Soldier's able to keep constant pressure on like the front line. And Genji's being annoying as shit with Zarya kind of just up in people's faces. Yeah. So I mean, that's, it, a, that's a sign of a good Genji. If, if a Genji is being annoying and harassing the shit out of you, then he's doing his job like 100%. Yeah, because I was basically main tanking as Zarya because him and Ball were doing such a good job in their back line that they constantly had to be turning around to peel. So then I'm just running up behind people, you know, full charge, blasting away. So pretty right. pretty easy to do when you're high charge Zarya. You don't die because <laughs> right. you melt everyone else before they can kill you. Kind of like a, a dive pincher comp. It, it really was because the dive would be initiated in the back and the minute they would turn, that's when it kind of collapse on them. So. Like I said, it was kind of a altered dive, but it was working. It was a lot of fun. Hey, if it's working, it's working, you know. Yeah, I we I climbed a hundred eighty SR, so nice. It's a good, good to do couple some climbing myself. All right. So next on the list, we have Mayhem and Visor Uh, we got some news from them. Apparently, they are shutting down. Uh, and. We got this information right before the show from Ja. Uh, we couldn't find much of any information online. Like just Googling it, we couldn't find anything. And neither of us are part of the Discord. But according to Ja, the backlash right now from the Advisor Discord is real. There are people pissed off about this. Um, like I said, we can't find anything about it. Um, and if you haven't listened to the episode where we talked about Visor, what it was was a an overlay that you ran whenever you started up Overwatch, and it would read your screen, and it, and it didn't hook into the game itself. It just read the, read your screen uh, via the overlay, and would give you like tooltips, like "Hey, so and so probably has ult on the enemy team." It didn't know for sure, but according to whatever algorithms they had, and how long it had been, and how many kills the enemy had gotten, whatever. Uh, it would make predictions like that and it would give you like tool tips, um, uh, things like, you know, you guys are trickling in, like your team is trickling in. You probably need to stop and regroup, you know, things that if you're past like mid gold rank, you should probably already know. And you will definitely know if you're above like mid plat, uh, but a really helpful tool for those new to the game, uh, and those that don't really have the greatest game sense in the world. um, but a lot of people considered it kind of cheating, even though it didn't hook into the game's files or anything, uh, even though it wasn't like an aimbot or, or, you know, or anything like that. And it wasn't completely 100% accurate information. Uh, it was more like suggestions. A lot of people considered it kind of halfway cheating. So Blizzard just straight up said, look, you're going to get banned if you, if you got this shit on. Uh, and that seemed to be kind of the, downhill spiral for them um we're not going to talk about too much about this since we already had an episode about it you can find it um along with all the other watchpoint radio uh episodes i don't know which one it is maybe Joe can catch up on that next week and uh tell you which one uh but what do you think uh what do you think dude i mean What's it's your basically of- like having uh, a game genie tapped onto your pc <laughs> i mean it's it doesn't do the cheating for you but it really gives you a lot of things that you should be thinking about anyway, but it just enables you not to have to. Um, I know myself, I catch myself with tunnel vision all the time. 
or get really focused in on something and I forget to keep track of like the enemy Ryan's shatter or my health, for instance, you know, just little things that you don't focus on all the time. Um, And that's what, you know, this advisor does for you. It does all those things and make sure you're aware of it. So it's definitely, you know, like not something that is part of the game. So I, I definitely consider it cheating. Um, but at the same token, I think it's a really good learning tool if you're using it in like quick play and stuff to learn how to be better about having game sense. Right. Um, I don't think it has a place in comp. Um, I hate to see I it there. Know, shutting down. I mean, I mean, you could you could make the argument that if you were to go out and spend money on a coach and have them coach you on the exact same thing that it was telling you, then that could be considered cheating, which you can't granted a coach can't watch you in comp. And that's why I say in quick play, I have no problem with it. I think it's a great way to practice and use it, you know, in practicing on your game sense and things like that. Um, I just don't think things like that should be available in comp. Right. Um, I mean, at that point, why not just show the enemy team's alt percentage on when we hold tab, you know, that's kind of basically what you're starting to do. And I remember when they, first rolled it out for your being able to see your teammates everyone was very happy but everyone got nervous like oh please don't show the enemies because that'll that'll change everything you know yeah so that's kind of what it does at that point right and i can definitely see the argument but yeah you know um and they had disabled the actual overlay and everything that you could use in game but they still had it so that you could record a vod and you could send it to uh I guess their web server, whatever it is, whatever address they had. And you could watch the replay of your own game and it would give you tips. Then I never used it um, like that. So I don't know exactly how all that went down, what it, what information they gave you and et cetera. But I'm assuming it worked very similarly and was just like a VOD review tool more than anything. Yeah. I've never used it myself, but from what I've heard, it's exactly as you described it kind of helps you do a VOD review. Right. And I did use it before they banned it. I did try it out for about a week um, when they actually had the overlay and everything. And I don't know, after a couple of days, it was like, eh, okay, I get it. You know, this is stuff that I already knew I'd already been practicing, but definitely would have been extremely helpful if I didn't really have the game sense that I have already. You know, if if I didn't spend time with the game and I didn't spend time learning how to actually play things and what to look out for at the higher levels. I think with as convoluted and complicated as the game as Overwatch is, if you place in like, I don't know, 2300 and below, um, it should turn that feature on for you in game until you climb out of it. Right. Um, because I think it would help teach a lot of people in those ELOs. Like it would be for their benefit. Um, they would learn a lot about actually how this game does work. Um, a lot of people right. honestly don't know. They just, go out there to try to shoot each other. Right. Um, I mean, and that's when you break it down at the lowest level, that's kind of exactly what it was. It's just integrated tool tips. Yeah. Uh, and it was free and available to literally everybody who wanted to go out and download it. I mean, it wasn't like there was a paywall behind or anything. So you as a community, you decide, um, you know, get, catch us on Twitter, send us, uh, send us a tweet, send us something on discord. Uh, tell us what you think, what your thoughts are on whether or not uh, Mayhem slash Visor GG are cheating or 
what you think about it. If you think that kind of thing should be integrated to Overwatch or even available, um, whether it was fair that they were forced to shut down because of Blizzard's actions. Yeah, give us all the hot takes. Yeah. That'd actually be a really good conversation topic to kind of see what the community thinks. That's something we kind of need. All right. Uh, so moving on to our next topic. Uh, let's talk about our week in Overwatch. So I'll let you start off, dude. How did your week in Overwatch go? What did you do? So I've been playing a lot of things not named Overwatch for the past week and a half because <laughs> a lot of good, there's a lot of good games out there. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is amazing. Um, I've never been so much <sighs> enjoying so wanting to smash my keyboard to pieces, but it's fun when you finally win. Um, but I made right. it a point to play some Overwatch this weekend. I was getting the itch again to get in there and comp and, you know, hate life for a few hours. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I got a pretty good squad in LFG. Um, played quite a few games on, I think, Saturday morning pretty early. And I gained like 100 SR. I think we went like 5-1 and one maybe. Um, and then the next day I got back on and I think we went 4-1 and one or 5-1 and one again. And I gained like another 80 or 90 SR. Um, so it was a good couple of days. Uh, the games were fun. The people I played with were really chill. Um, we all worked together pretty well. We had one toxic guy once and he was yelling at everyone to kick so-and-so and kick so-and-so. And yeah. luckily the person just kicked him and he's like, we we can be done with that. That's our loss for the day. <laughs> so everyone was pretty cool. So, you know, had some fun games, a lot of versatile ga- uh, games as far as comps. I talked about one of the other ones earlier, but a lot of Hampton or Hamster and Winston, um, way less Rhine than I normally play. Um, but when I did play it into a different Rhine, the Rhine that I was playing against, I had not played much Rhine. Um, he was giving up a lot of really big shatters, which always still feels amazing to land. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a fun couple of days in Overwatch. I was, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people I think have seemed to pick up on a lot of things. Hopefully over watching Overwatch League or whatever it may be, maybe watching a stream, who knows. Um, but a lot of people seem to have been playing a little bit better. And it's not like my ELO has climbed a lot. I'm still right where I've been in the past couple seasons, but it seemed like there were some smarter people out there on the horizon this time, which was nice. That's always good to hear. Yeah, I take it you didn't have a similar experience. It wasn't all bad, but uh, if we're going to lead off with other games we've been playing, I'll give Ja credit where credit is due. He recommended that I play through the Titanfall 2 campaign. Uh, so I went out and got Titanfall 2 a few weeks ago and never did like come around to playing it. I was just like, okay, it's in the backlog now. Well, I finally got a bit of free time and decided to play it. And oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good campaign. I haven't played a, a FPS campaign that good. Uh, well, I'll back that up. I haven't played a an FPS campaign that also had a multiplayer like Halo style since Halo reach. Um, doom. That's, that's a different animal. I mean, doom is fucking doom. Yeah. It's an FPS, but it's fucking doom. Obviously like best FPS experience of the past, like 10 years, but, um, yeah. Titanfall 2's campaign is amazing. It's fucking a great story. Super great controls. If you'd like apex, and you like the the history and everything. You like a bit of the lore. Um, because I, I love Apex Legends. And I picked up a lot of stuff from playing Titanfall 2 that I didn't really get. Um, that was referenced in Apex Legends. 
So yeah, I, I, I highly, highly recommend that you guys go and get it's like 11 bucks right now or some shit. It's like super cheap. Yeah, you really can't beat that. Um, I actually just re or reinstalled the uh, Borderlands Handsome Collection to uh, get back into Borderlands shape for when BL3 comes out because that was that was a pretty big announcement this week in the world of games. Yeah, I know, right? And don't forget to check out the uh, Mashcast for all your other video games. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. There Shameless plug. There it is. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it was... Oh, God, it was so fucking hot. That That's like my get, best gaming experience of the month right there. God, it was so good. That's like, kind of how I'm at with Sekiro right now. It's been such a breath of fresh air. Um, that and Division back-to-back are just such good games and feel so good in a world of games that don't come out finished all the time. Um, I know. I know. The, these last two have been home runs, so... <laughs> I am and I'm getting Sekiro Friday and what sucks is I'm working Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I get paid Friday, but I got to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 12 hours every day. So I'm not even going to get a chance to really deep dive deep into it for at least three days after I get it. I can't wait till you get it so we can, you know, talk about it. I'm so fucking Uh, ready. I'm excited for you. But, you know, back to Anthem and Overwatch. (laughs) All right. Back back to Anthem. (laughs) Uh, I, I finally did complete my placements uh, for my main account. I haven't gone to my alt accounts and bothered placing them yet. I don't even think I finished. No, I didn't even level up my uh, Windows XP account. Uh, so it's still got some leveling to go. Fuck, I really haven't been on my Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, I, I still need to place uh, my Gruesome Twosome account. Um, but other than that, I've uh, placed on my other two accounts. And they're both in plat right now. So Nice. But uh, I ended up, I, I played my first set of placements um, one day and I played another set the next day. And my first set of placements went exceedingly well. Um, I played probably, I don't know, I, I think I played five solo games. Or no, I think I was playing five games with one other person. I forget who I was playing with. It might have been Lara Croft. I'm not completely sure on that. I'm pretty, I think it was though. And uh, every game, we got, like, the same, I think it was a three stack of other guys. And uh, these guys were, like, super cool and actually really effective at what they did. And they only had one DPS, so I got the other DPS, and I was having a blast, man. I was having an absolute blast. And we had some really close games, but um, uh, they were were a ton of fun to play with, and, like, one of the guys in particular, the guy on their team that was playing DPS, I actually had him as a friend. Uh, the other DPS, he was doing work, man. Like it wasn't a full on carry because our team was supporting everybody, and you know we were we were doing our shit. But uh, I was definitely getting outshined on DPS uh, by that guy. Like he was killing it, and he was a lot of fun. Like all these guys were really cool. So I had a really good first day of placements. Uh, I think I went. I think I went four and one that day and the one was super freaking close, like literally a couple of meters away from a win and we ended up getting stopped. It was heartbreaking. Oh, those are the worst. Right. Oh, yeah, I actually do have a really good story. So this is with that same group. Uh, We were on Route 66 and we were on first defense. No, we were on first offense. And the enemy team had the Symmetra. Oh my God. So this is a, 
you know how it is when the team's got like a half competent Symmetra. It's just the worst to deal with. Oh, yeah. And I started off playing Genji, so I got melted. Like, absolutely fucking destroyed. Um, and we couldn't really get together. We ended up getting the first point, but we pushed probably a quarter of the way through second and just couldn't make it happen, man. Like, it was kind of discouraging. And we really only got first point, like, in the last few seconds. Uh, so it was like, it was one of those games where like after, after round one, everybody's kind of silent in chat. Right. You know, one of those deals like, fuck, this is going to, we're going to take that L boys. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> and I went ahead and picked Symmetra. Uh, and the rest of our team picked whatever the hell they picked. And, uh, this guy that was on the other Symmetra, obviously he went back to Symmetra again. And talk about outplayed, my dude. I don't even play Symmetra that much, and I fucking killed it, my man. Uh, did you? That's awesome. Oh, my God. John would have been proud. I should have saved the vibe of that. It's probably in my recording somewhere. It was amazing. Like, John's not kidding when he, when he talks about Symmetra feeling so fucking powerful right now. Like, She's nuts. If you are... If you are any semblance of decent with Som- with uh Sombra, with Symmetra right now, fucking player, man. Like, oh my god. And they yeah, were playing she, Winston too. Yeah, she is nuts, man. Oh man. They were playing a Winston. Every time he dropped bubble, I would I was on that shit, just zapping the fucking bubble. And not only does the bubble just fucking blow up quick anyway, you know, if you're if you're just constantly attacking it, but you get level three charge off of one bubble, no problem. Yeah, and as as you've you- got a full clip. To work with, you know. Right. And it's you crazy. run in there with that full charge with any squishies, they're fucking done. Yep. And using the telly strats and everything, like, especially when you have, uh, we had a diva on our team, and I kept using teleporter at just the right time, and our diva took the cue. I didn't even mean to, like, set it up or anything. Our diva was just, like, on that shit. I would set up a telly to go start throwing my uh, turrets through. And every time she would throw bomb through and get like three or four kills, and we just wrecked them, man. Yeah, diva bomb with a uh, teleporter is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was freaking awesome. That was a really fun game, and we totally came out and won. They didn't even get first point. Felt really awesome to just wipe our ass with them. And of course, we were being toxic as fucking chat afterwards. Like, dude, why not? You only th- <laughs> right? You're just spamming chat. You only thought you could play Symmetra, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that felt really good. Now, the second day wasn't quite as good because I didn't get such a cool group of guys. Like, we didn't queue up with that that three-stack either. We just kept getting them every single game. Oh, wow, that's funny. <laughs> it was like three or four games in a row that we got the same people. Um, yeah, that's awesome when that kind of lines up that way. I know, right? I'm just glad they were on the other side because these guys are good. But, uh, my second day, it was more like how you normally expect overwatch to be uh i ended up going about half and half i think i ended up being seven and three in placements which ain't bad um and i placed right i think i placed right at the top end of gold i have to look i think it's i think it was like 24 some odd so it's like right there i'm pretty sure if i'm not mistaken um i haven't god i haven't played this game in so fucking long i don't even remember the tears (laughs) <laughs> it's terrible when you when you're on the Overwatch <laughs> podcast, you barely fucking play the game. Uh, I'm trying it, to get back more into it. It's just it's tough right now because, as we said for the past few weeks, there's so many new games out that are just absolutely crushing. That it's and we saw this in Discord this week. Someone asked, like, "Is Overwatch just dead, 
I don't see anyone playing it. And there's so many good games out there for a lot of different people. Um, so oh, it's nothing against Overwatch. It's just it's fun to play new stuff. Um, oh yeah, Overwatch is three years old. You know, there's there's new games that are good and fun to play, and that's a good thing <laughs> for people who enjoy playing games. Oh yeah. So, but Overwatch is definitely and, still there when you need to scratch the itch of getting competitive and competing against other people. You know, it's nothing else comes close to that experience other than Overwatch. Right. I mean, it was like that when I was playing like Halo Three and shit like that too back in the day. You know, I would get a new game or something and I'd be stuck on that for like a week or two, like a new Final Fantasy would come out or some shit. And I'd do that for a while and then I'd get, I, inevitably, I would always come back to Halo Competitive. And it feels a lot like that with Overwatch. Like Overwatch is my new, like, go-to competitive experience. Um, even Apex can't scratch that itch because it feels like a different kind of competitive. Like, Apex feels more like a quick play game rather than being like a truly competitive thing, whereas Overwatch has that that ladder, you know, it actually has something to climb, whereas Apex just like, ah, I got more kills. Cool. Yeah, Overwatch is definitely my PvP go-to game. Like, I'm, I'm kind of similar like you. I'll play like a PvE or story-based game or something like that for a while. Right. Um, To the point where I'm like, I need to scratch the itch of like getting in someone else's face and knowing, <laughs> and knowing I just shit on them and bagging them and having a good time with that. Oh, man, um, I need to do some teabagging. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> my knees are aching. They need to go up and down a little bit. <laughs> Gotta um, get my squats in. <laughs> but uh, that's where Overwatch really, like you said, scratches that itch for me. So it's it's my immediate release for needing to stop nerds <laughs> on the internet uh, when doing it against AI just is not cutting it anymore. I got that feeling. I need some Overwatch healing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone clipped that yeah there you go <laughs> uh, uh, the only other thing that we have in week in Overwatch was they did have a little bit of fun yesterday I missed this uh, but it was posted in our slack about the April Fool's joke that was pulled you want to tell us about that yeah so basically if you were on Reinhardt and you typed anything in chat immediately after what you said would be one of his voice lines showing up in chat um, That's pretty good. So someone would type like "Good luck, have fun," and they would say "Power, power, power," just in chat right after you say it. <laughs> People are like, "What are you saying?" And he's like, "I don't know what's going on," and it's like German engineering just typed out. <laughs> and so I, I figured it. I eventually caught on to what was happening, and then a few other people were saying the same thing. But it was pretty funny the first couple times you see it because it just comes out of nowhere. Right. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Did you, uh, did anybody get you for April Fool's? No, um, I completely forgot about April Fool's. So this is not video game related, but April Fool's. Uh, so my girlfriend today, since I forgot to do anything yesterday, I spent all day today doing April Fool's, um, just by yelling April month and, uh, with the impression this isn't going to last all month. Um, so she's not thrilled. Uh, so I'm going to be doing a little pranking for the next few days. Uh, but we'll see how far I can go with it. <laughs> the uh, there were a lot of good ones out there. I'm not going to go into detail. This is not April April Fool's podcast. You just Google that shit. But they did have a good one myself. Um, so on my Facebook profile, I updated my relationship status to in a relationship. Yeah, I saw nothing that. I was, else. I was intrigued. Right, and apparently a lot of other people were too that didn't realize <laughs> it was April Fool's. 
So I started getting messages left and right. I got one from my sister. I got one from my uh, my best female friend, Blake, who is completely platonic, but I'll tell you in a minute. Um, and, and a couple from a girl that I actually am talking to and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> That's an awkward conversation. <laughs> so so did my, you think we were together now or is that about someone else? Right. Kind of need to know one way or the other. So uh, my sister messaged me first. She was like, with who? Uh, and I was like, oh, it's this girl named April Fuller. Like F-U-E-L-L-E-R. <laughs> and she was like, she messaged me like three or four more times. She's like, you're not friends with her on Facebook. I was like, is that how you spell her name? I can't find her, dude. Oh What's she look like? That's so funny. And my sister's not the sharp, like she's not the brightest crayon in the box. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> it took her so long to catch on. Oh my God. And then my friend Blake. Um, hang on. Let me see if I can pull the messages up because this exchange is fucking great. Uh, let's see. Ah, here we go. Uh, so I had talked about uh, taking one of her friends out on a date. And um, I, I talked to her about this like the day before yesterday. And she sees it and messages me. In a relationship, exclamation point, with whom? I said, oh, yeah, she's really cute. Her name is April Fuller. And she goes the fuck off on me. She's like, when did you decide to get in a relationship with her? Just the other day, yesterday, you were talking about taking so-and-so out. I said, oh, my God, Blake, what day is today? She's like, Monday. It's Monday. Yesterday we were talking. (laughs) (laughs) And she let off this conversation with fucking excuse me. <laughs> like I was fucking around on her. Like we have absolutely no relationship whatsoever. She's got a boyfriend, but she was so fucking mad at the idea that I might be not taking her friend out on a date. <laughs> How dare you have found someone, Kinder? Right? She, oh my God, she wants to play matchmaker so fucking bad. And then after the whole exchange, she waits a few minutes, doesn't say anything. And just says, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so fucking good. Uh, yeah, I, I got quite a few people with that. I got my mom, got my sister, uh, got like two or three other friends. The whole deal. Uh, the most popular thing day. I saw on Twitter was uh, Overwatch is the most balanced game ever. Um, things like that. Oof. <laughs> uh, just your typical stabs. There were some jokes at Destiny too. Um, there was one, you know, when uh, in the Blizzard launcher. After a game stops getting updated, it says now playable. Um, the April Fool's joke yesterday was Destiny, now playable. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of people taking shots at a lot of the games in the Blizzard launcher yesterday from what I saw. So uh, that's ooh, that's low. That's a low blow. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny, though. Gotta love the Internet. <laughs> man. Internet's always I a good do. place for laughs. Oh, man. I, I saw one yesterday. It was like uh, the Pop-Tarts official page. It was like introducing Pop-Tarts ravioli or something like that. Oh, my God. And uh, the guy that posted it was like, uh, consider this my two-week notice. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got to send you that tweet. Or that uh, that Facebook post is great. Whoever so, that, can be, whoever that uh, uh, social media manager is had a good time with that. While we're still off the rails... Is a Pop-Tart a sandwich or a ravioli? I guess it's 
technically like a baked dumpling. Yeah, so like a ravioli. I guess so. I guess it's kind of a fuck. That's fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So let's start closing up. Uh, First, let's get the Watchers tourney dates before we do that. Uh, Do you have the dates and matchup for the Watchers tournament? Yeah. So they've started their fourth tournament this week um, or this past week, I should say. Um, They've had a couple games tonight and they will have games tomorrow at seven and nine. Um, so basically when the Overwatch League is in effect, they play games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night because they're not allowed to uh, during the nights that Overwatch League is on. Right. Um, so they play every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, seven and nine o'clock, typically when they have two games. Um, they usually start the new tournament at the beginning of the month and the longer the month goes in, uh, the fewer games there are because there's less teams. Um, definitely go check them out. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the Watchers OW. They have a really awesome games over there. Right. And I think their Twitter is at the Watchers LW as well. They recently closed down the Twitter. They just rebranded, yeah. Right. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that's what they changed it to. If you can't find it, um, see if you can find Refused on there. Um, I I think it's Refused LW. I'm not even sure. I will find that and catch up to you next episode. (laughs) (laughs) We're so fucking prepared. It's all good. Uh, well, well, fucking jaw dropped this shit on me like last moment. Like, hey guys, I'm not gonna make it to the fucking show. I'm meeting my macros. <laughs> He's just eating the whole fucking cheesecake right now. He's, He's like, listening I, to I this while editing, it. just shaking his head while eating cheesecake. He's like, fucking oh, idiot. You know we're gonna hear about this shit next episode. We got to. Oh yeah. Oh man. Uh, let's see. Other than that, we do have a new show on the Mastros Buttons Network called Push the Point. It is an Overwatch League podcast hosted by Ramses and Labosco. Uh, they just launched their first episode. It's not up on a couple of our podcatchers yet, um, mostly because it takes a minute to get on like iTunes and shit. A lot of them pull from iTunes. But I believe you can go on the Match Those Buttons website and catch it there and find it on SoundCloud. So if you really want to listen to the first pilot episode, which I highly recommend you do, uh, go to MashThoseButtons.com and find it there. And I'm pretty sure they're actually going to have two episodes um, out this week. Uh, episode zero is kind of an introduction to the host and everything and what the show is going to be about. And then I believe tomorrow um, they're releasing another episode, uh, basically an episode one at their uh, glimpse into the new stage in Aurora's League. So uh, it'll be really interesting to hear how it comes out. Right. And I don't know for sure if they are streaming, uh, but if they do live stream, it will be on the Mash Those Buttons Twitch channel, and that'll be twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. I'm assuming they'll start around nine o'clock. That's when we normally start. I don't know for sure. I don't have that information in front of me, but just kind of keep checking in. Hell, you know what? Just get, keep the Mash Those Buttons channel on your Twitch all day, and as soon as you like hear some shit going on, check and see if it's them. You know? There you go. Just <laughs> that's, always, it's a foolproof way to do yeah, it. Yeah, just always keep it open in the background. You'll never miss it. And if you're following the Matches Buttons uh, Twitter or Twitter at PushPointPod, that's going to be their Twitter. Follow both those Twitters, and I'm sure they will tweet out when they do start and their schedule and everything else like that. Also, don't forget to follow Prepare to Attack, our Overwatch strategy podcast. Uh, You can find that as well on MatchesButtons.com. And I think the latest episode is still the Brigida episode. We have got to do 
a Baptiste one. I'm sure that's in the works. Ja has that information. Uh, we live stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Again, that's twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Don't forget to send us all your Overwatch stories, ideas, anything. Uh, anything Overwatch related that you want to say, even memes, shit like that. Send it to us. Uh, send it on Discord. That's discord.me slash mash those buttons. Uh, and our Twitter at Watchpoint Radio. Uh, and also a community that we'd like you to follow, Heroes of Overwatch on Facebook. Really good Facebook community. Always down with the Overwatch memes and a uh, good place to find people to play as well. All right. You want to give us your social info? Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at the Dudebides underscore B. Um, and you can also find me in the MASH Discord. Uh, shoot me a message if you want to get some games in. Always up for it. And you can find me on Twitter at NerfKinderPlease. That's PLS. You can find me on YouTube by the same name. And I'm also on whatever the hell the launcher is called. The fucking uh, <laughs> stupid launcher they use for Apex. I don't even remember the damn name of it. But whatever the hell that's called. NerfKinderPlease. Same thing. PLS. Uh, you can find me on there. I really need new new friends for Apex when I do play. So, uh, you know, feel free to add me on there and I'll uh, I'll add you. I actually did get two randos. I just thought about that. I did say that, uh, did say my handle on a previous WPR. So I'm wondering if those two ads were from listeners. Maybe. If you are a listener and you did add me or you do add me uh, on that launcher, send me a message. Say, hey, look, I added you because WPR. To be like, oh, cool, fan. And totally play with you. All right, and that's going to be it for Watchmore Radio. Hey, look at that. We actually came in at a pretty decent time. Under an hour. Yeah, look at, look that, at us. Ja. <laughs> <laughs> look at us go. All right, we will catch you next time, and I promise you we will be much more organized, but significantly, <laughs> significantly less charming, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we'll catch you guys later. Later, everyone. Uh, we are recording on April 20th, 2019 for release on April 21st, what, not 20th. All right, <laughs> fucking fix that, Ja. <laughs> April 2nd, 2nd. April the tooth. Yeah, April the tooth. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows... You can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashosButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out MashosButtons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, 
and youtube.com slash mash those We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.